Welcome back to Our Own Moment Primark. I'm Arielle Free. And I'm George Lawton. And in this podcast, we take a look inside the homes of your favourite stars. And talking about homes, Arielle Free. Yes. Uh, Mum was doing a home clear out the other day. Okay, I feel like this is going to go one of two ways. <laughs> she was. Something really embarrassing or something excellent. Was it like something you could take to um, those auction shows and then find out you're, mm. you've been sitting on a die, like a gold mine or something? Sadly, at this point in my life, I'm not sure I'd be able to get an awful lot for this. But, you know, who knows? Maybe a few years down <laughs> some, the line. Some Sylvanian families or something like that now. <laughs> no Sylvanian families. It was actually just a little uh, a note that I had written at age eight to okay. the Tooth Fairy. Okay. Um, I put this on Instagram and got and got quite the reception from it. But uh, I'm going to read it to you now okay. okay so our tooth fairy inexplicably was called tinkerbell not really sure why Aww, but we'll, we'll gloss over that so it's it's addressed to tinkerbell it says tinkerbell did you watch the world cup do fairies watch the world cup i felt a bit sad that we didn't win but at the end of the day it's only a game i hope you're feeling well from george <laughs> so i feel like you and Tinkerbell mm-hmm. yeah. didn't just talk when he lost a tooth? No, no, I'm, I'm pretty sure there was no tooth loss involved in the World Cup. Are I... You, um, I feel like that's quite a nice memento that you should frame that. Like, yeah. you know, like the Queen writes you a letter. <laughs> Go, Will. Like Emma Rajkani, who's got a letter from the Queen, she's going to yeah. frame it. You're going to frame your tooth very one. <laughs> yeah, I don't think she replied, though, to be honest with you. No? No. Oh, st- gutted. Don't then shock it in the bin, eh? Absolutely gutted. I mean, like, there could be worse things you could find in a home clear, right? Yeah. I remember we were clearing at my auntie's house and I was really, really young and my brother and I found what we thought was chalk and started writing on the walls of it because we were a little mischievous. Mm. And um turns out the chalk was just um, really, really old dog poo. No! <laughs> that is grim. <laughs> my mum was absolutely fuming. It was straight, chucked straight in the bath and scrubbed top to bottom. Well, I um, think that your mum would have been fuming if you'd have been scribbling along the walls in chalk as well, to yeah, be honest yeah, with you. Yeah, it's quite funny that though, isn't it? Well, we'll see if our uh, guest this week has got any ridiculous tales, either uh, dog poo or tooth fairy related. At her house. <laughs> Who's she invited ha- uh, this week? Well, uh, she has just moved recently. This week we are invited to the home of singing, songwriting sensation, who's the creative mastermind behind five UK number one hits and 19 top tens, including songs for Jess Glynn, Clean Bandit and the wonderful Little Mix, who I'm a massive fan of, obviously. Um, and she's regarded as almost the kind of secret member of yeah. Little Mix, shall I say. She is. It's the one and only Camille. We're coming round yours. Knock, knock. Hello, everybody. It's Camille and I... I'm going to take you on a little tour around my house. All right, so we're walking into the centre welcome area. This is like, honestly, I think my dream house. I think I was so lucky to be able to move into this house with my amazing husband now. Oh, my gosh. So the first room is our little studio. We've got a home studio here. got some amazing little setups here with loads of synths loads of amazing things i've got my piano yeah and i'm gonna walk into the kitchen which is my favorite room of the whole house it's got so many cupboards full of pasta which is my freaking favorite and honestly i just love being in here because i like hosting people i like cooking i like throwing it down we recently repainted a lot of the cupboards and made them all black i just feel like it looks super like just sexy and minimal we're now in like a family room area i say family but it's just me and tommy my (laughs) my husband who live here but yeah here we are where we sit and chill and we watch bit of netflix and that i try my best not to spill curry on the floor and then we're gonna walk you into the cinema room 
this was a lifelong dream because I have always wanted to have one of those snuggly like rooms that you can curl up in and watch films. So yeah, this is our cinema room. We're walking round the staircase and we're getting to the next level of the house. And up here, we've got a few spare rooms. But when guests come over, a lot of people I find they eat my food and then they say they can't drive home because they're too full, they're too drunk, they're too whatever. So we just chuck them upstairs, basically. So we're walking around into the home gym. We have a gym in our house. This is mad. <laughs> All right, so now our master bedroom is a space of peace and tranquility, honey. Honestly, like it's such a peaceful room. The wallpaper is like a soft kind of, I want to say grey and beige. Greyish is that colour? We've got a beautiful queen bed. So it gives me so much space and I can roll around and do like starfish shapes and just be myself. And then there's some beautiful window, kind of like floor to ceiling windows, which open up to our garden. And then either side of our bedroom, we have his and hers bathrooms, which is really cute. So I can like do my hair extensions, put on my makeup in peace. I haven't got anyone asking me, how long are you taking and what are you doing? And can I use your coke? I can just do my own thing in peace. <laughs> Welcome to All Right Mind, Camille. Hi, Thank Camille. you. Thank you for having me. How are Thank you guys? Well, I just want to say first and foremost, you are very good at accents. Mm. You notice that in that whole yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Maybe a cockney so in there. Annoying. There's like American, American reporter. And also you were singing as you went into each room. Yeah. And this is the cinema room. <laughs> I don't know why I do that. I don't know why I'm so, I'm always doing accents. I love an Irish one. An Irish one is my favourite accent. How's your Scottish? <laughs> Scottish any good? I can't do Scottish. Oh. Scottish? Scottish? <laughs> oh. No, I can't. That sounds terrible. That's I'm no sorry, like, insulting also, everyone. Also, I mean, I feel like there could be a role in EastEnders just waiting for you. <gasps> oh, my God. I want to be behind the bar. <laughs> I want to slap someone in the face as well, like Peggy style. <laughs> that would be a dream. Get out of my pub. <laughs> um, your home sounds amazing. Thank you, Ariel. Honestly, I I'm, I'm feel like I'm living in a dream in this house because... This is like oh, the dream house. And when we came to look at it, I remember um, we were so obsessed with it, wanted it so much. And it took so, such a long time to get the house like done and approved and everything so we could move in. And Tommy, my husband, he actually proposed to me outside the house, like oh. outside the gates before we even moved in. So I always think like, <laughs> if we didn't get this house, that would have been such a flop. That would be so <laughs> random. It made sense So we got the house. I was like, poor thing, imagine we didn't get the house. But yeah, it was so sweet and it means so much. When I drive in the house, I'm like, oh my God, Tommy proposed there. It's really romantic. How long have you been in the house for now? About a year now, I feel like. But we've transformed it so much. We're so extra. Like we've just been making all these jobs to do that don't need doing. In. like we repainted the whole <laughs> kitchen cupboards because I decided I wanted them black as you heard in my little recording there but black mm. kitchens are sick like do you yeah. like a black kitchen yeah I love it yeah, I, like, I actually like it. dark cupboards in general like bottle greens or like navies or yeah dark like, coloured kitchens yeah mm. bit of me I love that I mean where do you find the time because first of all congrats because you've had your 19th hit this year alone do you think you're going to make oh it 20 by the do end you know of 2021 it's 20 now it was 20 <laughs> it's 20 is it <gasps> yeah no. it just became 20 no. with um, wow. Little Mix and Anne-Marie uh-oh that's like also uh -oh. 20 now such so. a good chip. I can't get it out of my head to be honest Thank with you, you. 
it. Your twentieth top ten hit. Congra- yeah. Like so, you've been doing that. You're also recently on Sunday Brunch. You also starred in High Life, which we saw on Channel Four. It's a brand new series, mm-hmm. and you're writing songs constantly. So where on earth do you find time to do all of these things to the house? I don't know. I feel like I've actually like split myself into four you know identical <laughs> people and each one of them like Tommy doesn't know which one's which and it doesn't make it easier because I wear different coloured wigs all the time so you actually don't know who's who but <laughs> honestly I don't know how I'm doing this there are some days when I literally wake up and I'm like I can't move I literally can't move yeah. it's just balance in time but when it comes to the house I really wanted this done because this is meant to be your pri- like private personal space to enjoy so I'm really picky about yeah. the house yeah I'm really annoying and speaking of high life you were in high life with your friend Tony Tone uh, who's a sort of African luxe glam apartment we went round on I the podcast know. you know she's my sister-in-law right no. no she's not yes Tony Tone right. Tony is my sister-in-law that's Tommy's sister this is older ah, sister. Yeah. So we are family and I saw you guys went to her house. We're there all the time. So it's nice yeah. to see it in that perspective. And yeah, oh my God, she's incredible. I love her so much. How yeah. would you describe your interior? So, um, we said that she um, described hers as African luxe glam. Do you mm-hmm. have a title for your, is there a theme throughout the house? I feel like ours is like, I'd call it boss mafia luxury. Minimalism. <laughs> Both must be a luxury minimalism. I love that. Like, it's lots of black touches, lots of gold, but still, like, super chilled. And You said a little mm. bit extra. A little bit extra still it is, I'm not going to lie. But I just feel like <laughs> we deserved it, and we wanted our house to feel super extra. Like, there's, when you right. walk into the house, there's, like, a massive floral arrangement that you'd see in, like, the Godfather's house. <laughs> and I always love feel like it. I'm going to break it when I walk past. It's just, yeah, super extra. Love wow. it. And does your, does your studio portion of the house also fit in with that theme or is that a bit more sort of absolutely chilled? not right now the studio is an absolute <laughs> tip because oh, no. as oh, any okay. workspace would usually be it's the last place you want to go sometimes and I feel like because I've got my actual studio in another place my home studio right now is currently like extra invitations that weren't sent out for the wedding <laughs> mess that I haven't cleared up like there's one shoe from my little baby nephew's wedding outfit there's just a random shoe a baby <laughs> shoe in the room it's just stuff like it's just a tip at the moment and then I'm in there trying to write hit songs so <laughs> <laughs> inspiration all around yeah I need to sort it out if we hear a song about a missing shoe yeah. we know exactly where that's come from now <laughs> where's the shoe one shiny patent baby shoe yeah. is just on the table it's weird Oh um, you did mention you've obviously you're music making for a lot of people, but in particular, you're very close with Little Mix, aren't you? You've got the people. Oh my gosh! You yeah, I love them. Like, so you're much. like the extra member that we obviously we don't know about. We do know about now. Yeah. Um, and I love throughout your home tour, you're saying when people come around to yours, you fill them with food, and then they never want to leave, and you just like park them in the, the spare room upstairs. Have you ever had a mixer in your spare bed? <laughs> do you know what? They haven't even been to this new house because. <gasps> Honestly, I think because of COVID, hardly anyone came round when you would have oh, done all the housewarming yes. stuff. So we've kind of missed, I've missed that whole thing of saying, everyone come over. But we said as soon as like they're settled with the babies, Aww. that they can come over and we can chill. So that's definitely on the cards, yeah. Yeah, mm. love that. It does seem like it's a, a house that's set up for a few parties with your it cinema is. room for, for some chill vibes. You've got the living oh area, God. which you can be enjoying a few beverages in. And I can <laughs> see a bit of a garden behind you as well. Oh, my gosh. Let me see if I can kind of like, you can't really see from here, but the garden, oops, the garden's there. <gasps> yeah. Wow. 
Yay. We like take pleasure that a gardener comes over and does like the stripes in the grass. Oh, yeah. Nice. yeah. It's all about that. I love we, like a striped garden. Who did we have? Oh, no, we had Scarlett Moffat on All Ramon, and she was a fan of the fan um, pattern in the carpet. <laughs> yeah. Have you heard about this? Listen, I do this religiously every week. There's an actual smell you vacuum. Oh, yeah. Oh, I never knew anything about this until she told us, and she likes, she loves it. And then I've actually yeah. then got on to see her put it on her Instagram. It's like, tiring, though, because you can't Is step it? over what you've just done. So you've got to do it in a way where you do it and move backwards like it's mad. <laughs> Honestly, you doing all of these TV shows, all of your songwriting, all of the house doing up, yet you've still got times to be making fans in your carpet. I don't I don't understand. I just feel like I was born to do this. Like I was born to be a crazy woman who just does a (laughs) million things. I'm just a jack of all trades, I feel like. And I never finish tasks. Like I never finish anything I start. Please tell me you don't do the cooking as well when you have like a dinner party. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I of course I do. I am the chef extraordinaire. Listen, are you? I, I throw it down. People come from wide and far for my food. I'm not even like gassing. <laughs> like my macaroni cheese is legendary. I use borsan. Oh, I use cream. Oh I use my god! Breadcrumbs. I use so much garlic. I'm I'm like intense with my with my cooking. My I roast lamb. Thought. My lamb shank. Oh my gosh! Like it will I'm melt. St- it will melt in your mouth. Like you eat the lamb shank. <laughs> That's why people got to go upstairs because I feed them so much I can't get home. Yeah. Do you want to go back a bit because you weren't always um, a songwriter, were you? You actually started in economics and working as a stockbroker. I know. How did you make that change? Because so many people who are songwriters struggle to make it as it is, even like starting from the beginning, like, you know, when, and, and so to oh, make that transition and then be so hugely successful. Oh, do you know, thank you, babe. This is why I just hate telling this story because I feel like it's so rare for this to happen and I feel like it's so unattainable mm. that I'm probably annoying people by telling this story, but I no. did. inspiring. Oh, God, I did walk out of my job. I would never recommend that. All the parents that hate me for recommending their child walks out of their job, I'm sorry. I walked out of my job just because, honestly, I just wasn't happy. And I'd studied for so long. I loved maths. I loved physics. I went on to study economics. I started stockbroking. And then it just wasn't what I wanted it to be. I was just yeah. felt like I was Neo in the Matrix. like, mm. And then seeing all these like numbers in front of me all day, I just felt it wasn't my purpose. Yeah. And I used to hang around in studios, basically. And then one day... This, you know, producer was like, oh, you should try writing with us, this little song we got. And I just started doing a bit of that and then grew to write more and more. And then the first song I actually got placed was What About Us by The Saturdays. And wow. that went to number one. And my wow. parents were like, oh, OK, yes, you can keep on doing this then for a while. And I was like, oh, yeah. But, but what was a, yeah. your... What was your family reaction when you when you decided to make that leap? Obviously, before you you know got a, a, a songwriting one. gig with the Saturdays, Ugh, they were really really stressed and worried for me because like I can't imagine now if you have a child and they come to you and go, oh, I actually want to quit my amazing job that I've worked so hard for for like ten years to go and be in the music industry. They'd be like, what are you doing? And they just wanted to make sure I was okay, like I could pay my bills and wasn't like gonna you know be really really down with a new lifestyle that's really you know it's a struggle trying to be in the music industry I get it now as an adult and I've got more of a, like a rational thought process so you know if one of my younger relatives came to me and said oh Camille I want to go and be a, a you know an, an astronaut and I haven't got no degree to study this 
I would, of course, be like, are you all right? Like, have you got a plan? <laughs> like, what's going on with you? But I think what they did was actually inspire me even more to prove that I can do it. Because remember, I've been spending all that time hanging around in this studio like an absolute crazy person. And I knew I loved yeah. it and I knew I was good at it. I started to realise, oh, I'm actually all right at this. So I just wanted to prove to them that I could do it and... Hopefully, I, th- I hope I have proved to them. I was going to say, they must be so proud now. <laughs> They're so proud. Like, I think I'm really annoying because I'm one of those people who doesn't shout about their achievements to their family. Like, I never say anything. They find out stuff on Instagram, what I've done. And my mum will ring me up like, why haven't you told me you had 20 number ones? Or 20 this or 20 whatever it is. But they're so proud of me. And that makes me really happy. Well, I mean, you know, five UK number ones. So I think that's a a fair reason to be quite proud of their child, really, isn't it? Thank you. But you've said you've said before that you you can feel when a song's going to be a hit. What is what is that feeling? How do you know? It feels magical because you've come up with this thing and no one's heard it yet, and it's only you and the people in the room that have heard it, and you all feel like, oh my god, it's like people be jumping up and down like when you hear a hit chorus and you know you just know it and I can't explain anything other than it just gives you this feeling of like of just joy it must be what it feels like to be on drugs I feel like and I don't drugs, <laughs> but I can only imagine that's what it's like just euphoria and you feel yeah. it every single time I get that every single time when I remember when we wrote solo clean bandit and I remember I was going like all that stuff we were just like this is sick this is sick this is sick and then we didn't know what it meant and we had to kind of go backwards and find out what we could write about these stupid sounds that would make sense how did you keep up the like the songwriting like because you obviously work with people and you i presume you're always in the studio and vibing during the pandemic obviously we weren't really allowed to do that especially at the beginning did you have to like kind of adapt and start writing over text or like zooms and things like that yeah and i actually feel like we wrote more over text over the last year i've done more zoom and text message songs and it's created more (laughs) hits than before like i feel like mabel and i did loads of stuff over like text. It's so weird because yeah. it's just easier to just send a melody over. You haven't got to stare in someone's face. Like you can go into a fart <laughs> if you want to. You can just be yourself and still write a song. You know, it's quite fun. Yeah, Has it affected sort of inspiration or anything like that though? Do you feel like when you're sort of cooped up at home, you it's harder to, to get that recipe that equals a, a number one hit? Do you know what? I'll show you something because I don't have that problem. That's only because I am so extra and I've got this list of like song ideas that's like this oh, long. Wow. It's the longest oh, wow. list I've ever seen. Look. <laughs> So you're just constantly putting notes in your phone? Yeah. yeah. This has been from like, you know, this is endless. These are like all song titles. Oh my goodness. I'm going to steal a recording of that video and uh, and (laughs) make all of Little Mix's new album. (laughs) Dare I put you on the spot and ask you what your favourite song is you've ever created? (gasps) Are you allowed to say that? Are you allowed to have a favourite? Is it like babies? You're not allowed to have a favourite? It is and I can't answer. Do you know what? One song that always does come to my mind is Shout Out To My Ex. And I always say it's not for the reason you think because oh, I was a big hit and everything it was more because of the story of just like turning a really shitty situation for someone into something really positive and yeah I think the same with don't call me up with Mabel like I feel like my job being able to help people turn negatives into positives and for them to make loads of money and be successful artists and stuff that's Love such it. a touch like 
Yeah, because you know their ex is going to hear it. It's just sick. Yeah, it's like the best revenge, isn't it? It's like... It's literally oh, sorry. the best, <laughs> yeah, best like, revenge It's ever. such like... Yeah, I like... I'm sorry. You've, you've worked with Anne-Marie and I think we... Uh, we're told that she likes to give you a candle or two. Is yeah, what's right? this all about? She's so sweet. Well, I gave her a She's candle, so and then she feel. I feel like she gives me candles and treats all the time. She gives me all these <laughs> treats. Like she bought me a light from my studio. This little lamp. Oh. She's so cute. And we spent loads of time working on her new album Therapy, which is incredible and so good. It's really, really amazing album. I'm so proud of her. She's already working on new stuff. You know, like she does not stop. She never like, well. stops. Well, I'm really intrigued to know what what um, scent she gave you though mm. like because it's very important because like I'm not a vanilla fan so someone gave me a vanilla candle I'd be like oh Oh no! <laughs> Vanilla is annoying as a scent because it doesn't really give you much anyway. Like as a candle, no. You need to have a deep scent. I love Jo Malone candles so much. Yes. That's my favourite. So the Ooh, Ooh, pomegranate the noir. Pomegranate noir is beautiful. Yeah. Primark have a um, home diffuser Ooh. that is called. I think it's just called Noir. It's obviously inspired by pomegranate noir. It smells exactly the same. Oh really? my god! And I put it's like a big, massive base. Had like came with like the reeds with it. Obviously, turn them around. My flat smells of pomegranate noir oh quince because this oh, Thank you, Primark. I'm not just saying that because this is obviously a Primark. It is actually a game changer. I was like, yeah, so um, there you go oh. if you want a little life hack. I'm going to try it round to Primark now. <laughs> There's something about the diffuser that just makes you feel really classy. I don't know what it yes. is. You feel super classy. I remember when I used to go to Simon Cowell's house and he <laughs> would have these diffusers everywhere. And they were, that's where I learned about like Joe Malone. Because I never knew oh, about really? Joe Malone before. No, and like Diptyque and all these brands that you yeah. just can't afford. And I remember thinking, what the f- flip is this smell in this house? This house smells so like nice. heaven. He's so lovely, you know. Is he? This Honestly. is so good to know because he plays the big bad wolf, doesn't he? Yeah. It's all a like, lie. It's all, <laughs> it's all a lie. Like, he is the kind of person, we would go around to his house and he would order, like, platters of Chinese food and he's just the kindest person. And he taught me so much because I worked on The X Factor for a while and he was just the sweetest. And it's been a pleasure, like, working for a lot of his acts on Psycho mm. during the years. That's been yeah. a joy. Yeah, man. He's so nice. Has so he got quite hear. a nice pad as well? His house is... Oh, ridiculous like, <laughs> honestly we should get him on all my mind yeah we, we should really actually. should like, you know what we'd never we'd never be able to do it because the home tour would probably take about 15 <laughs> yeah. years like it just it's so, i imagine it's so big um we need to talk to you about your wedding because mm. you okay. did recently just get married and i love that in your home too you're like so i live here with my oh and then you surprise yourself you're like oh husband. my husband <laughs> um your <laughs> wedding looked incredible thank uh, you like tell us all about it like and also like about you both because you you seem so in love and you mentioned Ooh. earlier is 20 tones is your sister-in-law was she the one that introduced you no actually tommy and i met on instagram dm as he <gasps> yes. so kindly told everyone on the last episode of high life like this is <laughs> kept secret. we kept the gray and he fully he slid into whose dm first this is the thing. This is the thing. Like, I wished him happy oh. birthday, okay? I said, innocent. happy birthday. Completely innocent. 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 That, for me, is not signing in the DMs. But according to everyone, I did slide because I didn't know him. So, a little shuffle. I don't know. Jewelry's out. But that's, who, that's how the first contact was made. And it went Love from it. there. And here we are. And yeah. did you have the dream wedding? It was the dream wedding. It was yeah. not the dream planning process because I was so stressed. 
but it was the dream wedding there were points you don't where tell I was, me you planned your wedding as well well we had a wedding else. planner but Ariel yeah. I am so annoying I'm like a control freak so obviously I took over that whole role anyway and we paid a wedding planner and I basically just like annoyed her the whole time did it yourself yeah I basically did it myself and just annoyed her but yeah it was it was a dream day I loved my dress so much yeah mm-hmm. two piece I chose this veil which was giving me like Italian mafia bride yes <laughs> like love it did you did you have a, a style to the wedding at all or was it sort of uh you know generic wedding affair well going on the theme of our mafia house we chose like <laughs> black and white vibes love it was it. actually kim kardashian that inspired me do you remember her wedding with um chris hugh chris humphreys whatever his, I forgot his name. oh yeah yeah it had like white with black stripes everywhere down the oh, aisle and that. really minimal so that was the theme did we execute that theme i don't know <laughs> But I feel like we tried to incorporate black and white through the wedding. It was really cute. And were you able to to go for a, a nice, chilled, romantic honeymoon, or is that still on the cards? We cult? still haven't gone on our honeymoon. On our wedding night, we went to McDonald's and went home. Like, <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> legends! Yeah. You are literally my spirit animals. I love it. I had a fillet of fish in, in, the, in the kitchen. That is literally my life. But we're still trying to plan our honeymoon. So soon come. Is that a yeah. massive, like, helicopter flying over the house? Sorry. Is that your helipad? Yeah, uh, That's yours, isn't it? It's, it's we, my helipad, darling. <laughs> it's your helipad. <laughs> we, we, we didn't tell you, but we're actually in a helicopter right now. Yeah, we're going to be arriving land. on your lawn. Of course you are, with your lovely plant displays behind you guys. <laughs> yes. Typical Don't. of a helicopter. I love it. Slash uh, a helicopter call centre, garden centre. <laughs> Let's talk fashion. Do you find what you wear helps you be productive when you're sat in your home studio? Like, do you, Are you someone who has to get up, shower, put a good like outfit on, and then you're like, that's mm. your strategy? Are you quite happy to roll out of bed with your PJs on and oh just God. get to it? I feel like I make the best songs when I look like absolute trash. I feel like there's... <laughs> do you? Oh, yes. Amazing. Oh, yeah. Love it. Like, when you turn up to a studio looking like trash, you'll get mm. a hit, trust me, because you're not thinking Amazing. about anything. And the times when I've gone and tried to look all cute and whatever, it never works out. Now, tell us about your uh, cinema room, because in <laughs> season one, uh, Scarlett Moffat, mentioned that she had a cinema room and it kind of seems like one of those things that is a massive childhood dream for people i know for me like i've always wanted to have a cinema room that you can just sort of kick back relax put on some absolute trash below deck and uh just enjoy yourself so yeah what what is it for you your cinema room do you know what i think all i was seeing on pinterest was you know pictures of cinema rooms and i realized actually before i even go to talk about my own cinema room anyone can actually have a cinema room you know you can actually make your living room into like a sick cinema room doesn't have to be like a big old house of all this stuff like just put some cute vibes a nice projector screen if you can or Mm -hmm. even just one of those projectors onto a wall that's a life hack but (laughs) yeah our cinema room is really cute because Tommy had this idea of making the whole thing like a dark navy colour. So everything's really dark and the sofas match the wall and we put a lot of effort into it. So it's all navy and suede and and the the floor is like, the floor feels like little cotton buds of navy carpet. It's really cute. I can't, oh, I should have shown you guys. I want to show you guys the cinema room at some point. But yeah, it's really lovely. It sounds amazing. Have they got sort of proper cinema chairs, like reclining chairs and everything? It's got proper cinema chairs. Wow. 
And mm. have you done a Harry Potter marathon there yet? Oh my God. See, Tommy doesn't like Harry Potter. This is where we just, I don't agree with this as a husband. How can you not like Harry Potter? I love Harry I Potter. I think that's a deal breaker. That is know. a deal breaker. It is. It's yeah. really bad. Um, we want to talk to you about your career because recently you were nominated for an Ivor Novello, Songwriter of the Year <sighs> in August. Oh How did gosh. that feel? Listen, I feel after receiving that, like I've, I've done my job here. Like, yeah. Can now walk away. It's such a go. huge one, isn't it? Because it's your peers that they, who, who decide it, right? For those who don't know, like the Ivan Novellos are like the highest accolade I think you can ever have in this country. And it's like Elton John level and like people like that wow. get Ivan Novellos and, wow. you know, Ed Sheeran and stuff. And you're just like, okay, it's never going to be me. And I've been doing this for so long. I've gone to so many Ivers now and sat and watched and dreamt of getting one. And, I, I just can't believe I'm finally here, like, getting one, oh. nominated for one. I just pray I get it. If I don't get it, I'm going to have to do that, like, fake clap that you do when you're like... Uh, 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 <laughs> just, like, pretend. I, I, just, I love... That's I one of my favourite things about watching the awards yeah. show. Is when you look close at the other people the and they're like... <laughs> they, go, they go into your face so close, like... Yeah. <laughs> And you've also got your own record label, just to add to all of the five million things that you're oh currently God. balancing at the same time. <laughs> How are you? That is so time consuming. Yeah. Be, like owning a record label. Do you do do you have anyone who helps you with that? Yeah, oh my gosh. I have a whole team. Like I won't even right. act like it's me doing all these amazing things because I do have an amazing team. But it's been really fun actually. Like one of the things recently released on it is actually Tommy, my husband's new single, which has been oh. incredible. I know. And we wrote it together. It's called Give You Good Life. Um, it. It's like a cover of Good Life, Good Life, Good Life. Yes. Yeah. So everyone go and check that out because it's sick. And yeah, it features an amazing singer on my label called Saf, who I also threw on there. So it's like a proper collaborative Camille Madness crazy song and it's amazing. And Now, uh, you've said that being a black woman has motivated you to achieving sort of huge success. And, and what would you say to other people that are in a similar position to where you might have been in when you were sort of finishing your job in uh, in stockbroking that want to, to be in a similar position to you oh and gosh. where you are now? The first thing I would say is you need to work your ass off because mm. I hate this idea that people think they can come into this industry and it's going to be easy and mm. I'm not one to promote that. And I think even now there's so much more help available for people than there was when I started. I sound like I'm like a 60-year-old on the veranda moaning about my life. But I just feel like you can literally now hit up someone on Instagram and connect yeah. with them and send something yeah. and get a response. I find that mad. Like, I can send yeah. an A&R person a demo and they actually might respond. And it's not how it was before where there were all this, like, red tape and you couldn't contact people. So... I would say to anyone who wants to get into the industry now, be prepared to hustle, be prepared to mm. embarrass yourself. I've embarrassed myself so much for the sake of trying to make it, trying to contact someone, trying to get a break. You have to be prepared to humble yourself. That. And I think every time I've embarrassed myself has made me stronger. And mm. when I have then had the wins, I've remembered what's got me there. And I think I'll never forget the moments where I've embarrassed myself to get something. Love that. Mm. And I think people need to hear that. Yeah, for sure having that humility it humility. is so important isn't it you can't have an ego like starting out absolutely even now I can't like even now mm. you guys are telling me all these amazing accolades I've got but I still feel like I am nowhere in regards to where I want to be and if I go to America now there's like a million songwriters you've got a hundred 
worldwide hits. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. I'm still getting there and I have to humble myself every day when I'm in certain rooms with people who are much bigger than me and I don't even understand why they've asked me to be in the room. And that's oh. for me an amazing thing to always remain humble because it allows you to keep working hard and want more for yourself. You should never be in a position where you feel completely satisfied and completely yeah. like, mm-hmm. like you're a boss because, yeah, we've all got more work to do. I love yeah. that. Yeah. And um, well, with all the work, a lot that you do here, there and everywhere. We are here like coming all around yours. And we always ask one question. What does home mean to you? Home means being your most true, authentic, unapologetic self in your worst form Mm. or in your best form and being completely happy and comfortable in that and being around people who make you feel that way. That is home. And that could be anywhere. You could be on holiday with your family and still feel like it's home. I just think it's about the way you feel about yourself and the safety that you feel and the way these people in your home make you feel. I think that's home. I love that. That That was a sick answer. I didn't (laughs) think about that And I felt really rude because I was like humming. I was like, "Mm," yeah. And I'm like, I really wish I just kept quiet so we could just put that as a standalone. Like, here is everything you need to know about Camille's episode because that was just beautiful. But do you know what? And I honestly believe, that's why I'm so excited to do this podcast with you guys today because everyone has a Primark bit or bob in their house. Everyone has Primark clothes in their house. And for me, Primark is the brand for me that represents home the most like that is where I go with my mum on a Sunday with my little basket ready to throw in a million things because you feel so rich in Primark because everything's so affordable you're like right I'm gonna get a hundred tops a hundred mascaras and I love that about Primark it makes everyone feel like it's your home in a in a Mm. shop essentially so yeah yeah Perfect, I went on a perfect. shopping spree there in their homeware section. The homeware section at the moment is dangerous. sensational. Oh Dangerously lit. sensational. It's so good. So oh my Couldn't gosh, the cushions and the duvet covers. Oh my God. I've got a basket with like pom-poms <laughs> on it. Got Listen. my little diffuser. Salt lamp. Don't get got me Salt lamp. Like, yeah. Salt lamp. Honestly. <sighs> Homework, like, honestly, Primark have just upped the level. They really have. <laughs> they really have. Um, Camille, I think we've literally asked you everything. I thank you so much for letting us come around here. It's been amazing. It's been brilliant. So good. Um, It's been so fun. And where can we find you on the socials? Keep up to date with all of your releases, everything that's going on. Oh my gosh, you can find me on Camille on Instagram, CamilleXX on Twitter, because a lady has my Instagram handle and I can't get it. So it's CamilleXX <laughs> on Twitter. And then you can find me on Camille everywhere else, I think. But oh, hey. yeah, you can catch me on High Life, which is going to be on Channel 4 every week. Yes. Exciting. I'll be snuggling up under my Primark throw. <laughs> yes, love it, Camille. Thank you so much. Thank you, George. Thank you, Ariel. Thanks, Camille. The House of Songwriting Dreams. Whose house are we going around next week, Ariel? We're heading to the home of Love Island star and sports presenter Josh Denzel. I cannot wait. We'll see you then. And if you enjoyed this episode, please follow us wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> <laughs>